Hi, this is Benjamin Madeline, and you're listening to 35 to 24, the podcast where we talk about sports and other stuff. We are coming to you from our own NBA bubble of sorts, a comforter on our couch that we are sitting underneath because we don't have anywhere good to record in our house. So every episode, we'll just be talking about whatever's going on in the sports world um, at that time. So <laughs> Wait, no, you said sports world. <laughs> so... <laughs> So every episode will be just about what's going on in the sports world at that time. Um, so this week we're going to be talking about the NBA playoffs, round one, and we'll both be giving our um, predictions on what's going to happen in the series and just our um, different analysis of it. So we're just going to jump right in and get started with the first series of Utah Jazz versus the Denver Nuggets. So both the Jazz and Nuggets, um, they, did, they didn't really do that well in the bubble. Mm-hmm. Um... And the Nuggets, I mean, they're, like, always the top three seed, but they never actually do anything in the playoffs. But, I mean, I don't know. After being in for a few years, they might actually do well this time with just more experience. But um, I still have them, like, not doing super well in this first round just because it's the bubble and they're starting to get used to the playoffs and everything. So I have the the, Nuggets. Yeah, the Nuggets. And, I mean, I don't know. I just feel like the Jazz, they're always – also in the top five or six teams in the West, but they never can do anything in the playoffs. But mm. I have the Nuggets winning this series in six games okay. just because they both they both didn't do well. I think Denver's definitely the better team, but just because they haven't been doing well in the bubble, I don't I see them struggling in a few games against the Jazz. Yeah, so I had the Nuggets winning in five. Um, I kind of agree. I think that they're really pretty evenly matched, but I just think that the Nuggets are going to have the edge. I think... Jokic is doing pretty well and um I was reading about this game and they kind of a lot of people described it as the battle of the centers so kind of like Gobert against Jokic and I don't think the COVID king yeah (laughs) yeah uh patient zero um I just think I don't know I just think the Nuggets are gonna do better um than the Jazz but Okay, so the next series that I had was the Nets versus the Raptors. This was super tough. I had no idea who to choose. You have Nets sweeping? Um, yeah, so I ended up having the Nets sweeping <laughs> um, my Nets. So, yeah, so no. I had the Raptors winning in four. Um, I think this is pretty obvious, but yeah, um, yeah I mean, it's still going to be an interesting series because we're going to be able to see how the Raptors look without Kawhi Leonard. Um, and, like, how they do in the postseason. Yeah. So I'm still really interested to watch it, but obviously it's not going to be, like, it's not going to be super interesting in and of itself. Right. I, I'm also, like, I just think it's weird that the Nets are, like, they suck so bad, like, right now. But then next year they could probably, they could potentially Go win. To all, like, yeah. it's so weird. It's like the Warriors. It could be Warriors-Nets yeah. in the finals Right, which year. are two teams that are, like, obviously the Warriors aren't there and the Nets have no chance. Right, right. But I have the Raptors winning in five. Not they'll. they'll pro- I feel like they'll probably end up sweeping, but uh, Lavert on the Nets, he can randomly go off for thirty, and I feel like yeah. he's gonna have a really good game somewhere in there, where they'll, he'll do enough where he can win. So I have the Raptors winning in five there. I feel like the Raptors also like have something to prove against mm-hmm. without Kawhi. So yeah, I definitely. think that's that'll give them the extra edge. So I have Raptors in five. But I'll, I I bet you'll be right. Raptors in four. Yeah, I don't know. Like, the Nets coach is super new, too, and that's, like, probably a weird, like, thing to bring into the bubble. Yeah. 
and I don't know I just I just can't see them I don't know like they could I guess but it's just so random they have such a random team yeah like I I, I don't know yeah. any of the people on the team which is so and weird. every year going to the playoffs you don't expect there to be that many sweeps and every year there's at least yeah. two or three right and I and think this is probably gonna be one of it's them it's in the Raptors best interest also to stay like as healthy and rested as they can because that's kind of one of their strengths is that they're pretty healthy. Yeah. So I think they're going to want to stay as healthy as possible. Yeah. So, okay. What do you have next? I have Sixers Celtics. Yeah, I do too. Oh, uh, this one's close to my heart. <laughs> do you okay, start? so we should say that Bench is the world's biggest Sixers fan. Um, I think, like, if he had a chance between, like, meeting me, marrying me, having a life That's with me, true. and the Sixers winning, like, one championship, he would probably pick That's the Sixers true. winning. Yes, it is. He loves them with every cell of his entire being. So this one's going to be a little bit passionate, and I think that this love will be reflected in both of our choices. Wow. Okay, go for it. So without Ben Simmons, it's going to be tough, but – I feel like for the Sixers to win, Joel Embiid's going to have to average like 35 points a game, yeah. 15 rebounds. Al Horford's going to have to average 15 a game. Tobias mm-hmm. Harris is going to have to average like 20. Josh Richardson, like 20. So everyone's going to have to do super well, but... That's possible. I feel like that is going to happen. The Celtics really don't have a great big man, and with Embiid and Al Horford, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously it's going to be super hard. Like a tough series, but I have the Sixers winning in seven games over too. the Celtics. Yeah, you do. I, do too. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to be right about this, but okay. So when I was reading up about this, every single headline was there is literally zero chance on planet Earth for the Sixers to win. And then when I was actually reading the analysis, I was like, but why not? It's not right. like the Celtics don't have like some sort of like crazy superstar. I know Kemba Walker's good, but. I don't know. It's like I know. It and the Sixers seem like, like I mean Gordon Hayward what has he done nothing this year like the nothing. Si- like, the Sixers also it's like the whole Ben Simmons being out thing. Yeah, it's just like what could have been. Right. I feel like it sucks. But they because. only do they only do bad when Joel Embiid isn't in. So it's like if if they were just missing Ben Simmons they'll be fine, but if they miss Joel Embiid they'll do bad. Right. But without the people with the without the fans booing them yeah. I feel like if they start doing bad and Joel Embiid starts doing bad, he's not going to have anyone telling him, like, you need to step it up. So I, I I'm afraid if they go down, like, two games, they'll get, like, yeah. swept or lose in five games. No, that definitely makes sense. And also it's just going to be too much pressure on him to produce. But I think he has that mentality, like, baked in now. Right. Since, since, like, he had an incident with the, you know, getting booed and then shushing the fans right. and whatever. I think that, like kind of took it from less of an atmospheric thing to more of like an ingrained like I need to show this you know like city or whatever um and so I think and also I was reading that it's like a more simple offense like it's just yeah uh Joel Embiid and Al Horford just kind of like are able to just a normal yeah yeah it's less like complex and sometimes that works better but I don't know if like over the course of seven games if that's like it's kind of risky. Like, I I can right. see them going off in, like, three games, but they need more than right. that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, the thing is, I think they could do well. I just, in regular season, like, obviously, it's a total toss-up. But I don't know if, like, over the course of seven games, right. like, if it's going to be able to. And in the bubble, too, like, both teams have been doing well. The Sixers, yeah. they haven't been winning every game, but that's because they're not 
playing their stars the whole games. Every time they have their stars in, they're basically dominating the other team. Right. So, I don't know. I, I f- and Joel Embiid's been able to rest a little bit because he yeah. hurt his ankle and he hasn't been playing much. So, I feel yeah. like... Yeah. Do you think that injuries are going to play into it at all for him? Like, with his hand? I think he's... I think he's 100% healthy. With his hand, either? yeah. Because he, he, against the Rockets, he was doing... He seemed fine. Completely so normal. yeah. I'm kind of... I mean, obviously, he could easily get hurt, but right, yeah. if if he anyone gets stays, hurt, stays if any place. one of them, Josh Richardson, Al Horford, Tobias Harris, or Embiid gets hurt, they'll probably get destroyed. And like they need everyone to do like really thing. well. Like they're and that's the thing. Even if they did win this series, like going forward, they're like they're they have no depth. Right. They really and don't. Now? They haven't the entire right. season really. That's like kind of their vibe. Yeah. Last year that was it. their but, thing too. Um, and then the teams. You know, obviously we'll move on to that, but like the teams that are like contenders, like they just seem so deep this year. Yeah, I, know I know there are a lot of injuries in the league, but then it seems like all the injuries are concentrated in like specific teams, yeah. and then some teams are like completely left unscathed. Yeah. So I don't know. Okay, so we both actually think the Celtics are going to win, but we're picking. No, that. I'm I'm going with Sixers. <laughs> um. Okay. Um. Mavs Clippers. Mavs Clippers. What do you have, babe? I feel like this was kind of an easy one. I mean, obviously yeah. it's. The Mavericks have Luca and uh, Porzingis and everything, but Porzingis, I mean, God, yeah, Porzingis. But it's the Clippers, so yeah. The Mavericks have been scoring so much through the bubble. They scored like 150 or something against the Rockets. The Mavericks, did? Y- yeah, oh. Oh, and they lost. Or I don't know if it, was the, it might have been the Trailblazers. I think it was mm-hmm. the Rockets, but the um, I feel like they can only win if they're scoring a ton because their defense has been really bad. So I, I just don't see them – I don't see Luka scoring 40 a game against Kawhi Leonard or Paul George. Yeah. So I have the Clippers in in six. I'd be – I'd kind of be surprised if he even goes six games, but I think it's going to be the Clippers in six. Okay, I have the Clippers in five. Um, kind of the same thing that you were thinking. I just don't think that people – I don't think they're going to be able to stop Paul George, Kawhi Leonard. Like, I just don't think that – they're going to be able to stop that combo. And I don't think that – I think Porzingis is, like, their biggest – obviously, Doncic is good too. But, I I mean, I think that that's, like, a good matchup for them. Yeah. But also, I just think that they have – like, Kawhi has something to prove. And he is so, like, businesslike. Right. I, I just don't see it getting dragged out yeah. too far. No. But – um, so I mean, he's low management, are, like he's not going to want to, he's not right. going to let it go seven, six games. Exactly. Yeah. I just don't think he wants that. And yeah. so, and he's kind of like the type of person, it seems like recently, especially that it's just like the, his games, the games that he plays in go the way that he wants right. them to. Like he yeah. just kind of like on games that he doesn't care, like they lose, but on right. games that they want to win, he wins. He wins so, right. I mean, I just think that's going to be like that through the whole series. Yeah. So. Okay, my next team that I have is the Magic in the Bucks. Um, another really tough one. I had to dig pretty deep for this one, um, but I have the Magic winning in seven. No, I'm kidding. I have the Bucks winning in four. Um, Same. I just don't think that this is even going to be like no. worth watching. <laughs> it's this is going to be no I mean, shade the magic, to my classic yeah. Magic, uh, Florida Forever, but um, yeah. They're be- Magic's like best Isaiah. Uh, Isaiah Simmons, right? He's out. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the guy towards ACL in the in the oh, bubble yeah. is like their best player. He's out. So, and Giannis 
as always, will have something to prove, and he'll he's probably going to win the MVP. So he's going to want to. I think he's going to want to win it and get the MVP. And I, so I feel like he's like kind of on a mission this playoffs. Yeah, so I feel like this will be like a he wants tw- to keep it short. Yeah, sweet. twenty points. Twenty point lead every game. Yeah, I agree. Something interesting though is that or Aaron Gordon is like incredible at defending Giannis. Like I was oh, really? reading some stats and like Giannis like gets locked down by him sometimes. So really? it could happen that, you know, one or two games like he they goes should, off. But games I've seen like with Giannis, they just they should just play him like they do Ben Simmons, just let yeah. him just play in the paint, let him yeah. shoot threes. Agreed. That's what the Sixers did against them on Christmas, and they won by, like, the Sixers beat them by, like, 20 because they just let him shoot threes, and he kept trying. He kept missing every single one. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Um, Next series I have is Heat Heat Pacers. Is that what you have? Mm -hmm. And this is is kind of an interesting one, but... Yeah, I agree. um, Just because, like, Jimmy Butler on the Heat, this will be pretty interesting. Like, I feel like he's... He really wants to do well, um, but the Pacers also have been there for so long in the playoffs, like every single year, and the Heat are new. Mm-hmm. So I feel like the Heat are definitely going to win this series. I feel like the Heat are the better team, but a lot of their best, a lot of their better players are really young and not mm-hmm. experienced, like uh, Bam, Tyler Harrow, and even like Duncan Robinson. I feel like, yes, they're really good, but they have no playoff experience. So I feel like they're they might struggle in the beginning a little bit. Um, but I think the Heat are definitely a better team. I think Jimmy Butler is going to be enough of a difference maker to bring him over the top in this first yeah. series. So I have, the Heat, I have the Heat in seven. They just, like, they work through some difficulties in the first series, but they figure it out, and they win it in seven games. Okay, so I had the Heat in five, but now I, like, definitely agree with you more. Um, I was just kind of thinking young team, but the experience with Jimmy Butler – now that that's coming out of my mouth, I'm like, Jimmy Butler is super experienced, but I don't know if he necessarily is, like, a super, like, level-headed, like, mentor vibes. But, I mean, he could, he, they very well could easily beat them. I don't know. I know. I'm just saying, like, I guess in my head I thought, oh, he's going to bring, like, the gra- the gravity to the team and, like, make a push through. But, I mean, I don't know if that's his, like, vibe. Yeah. He's, like, also kind of wild. So, I mean, I just think it's – it's going to be an interesting series. The Heat won three out of four um, of, like, their postseason, whatever. The, the Heat has won four, three out of four of, like, the match the matchups between the two teams. Right. Like, the Heat usually beats them. So, and I think that's, you know, going to happen again. I just think, also, TJ Warren has plantar fasciitis, so he's playing kind of hurt. Oh, and so, so that magic is gone. Yeah, and I think, like, he's one of the only like chances like him going off is one of the only chances that the Pacers have and then the Heat has just like a lot more depth so yeah but I'm really excited to see Jimmy Butler play I feel like that's gonna be a good series yeah he should have stayed yeah should have stayed with the Sixers but I am I feel like he's so much happier in the Heat or in Miami and so I'm excited to see him play I'd love to see the Heat do well yeah until they get to the Eastern Conference Finals against the Sixers destroyed by the Sixers okay uh, next, I have the Thunder versus the Rockets. Um, my prediction, this is, like, the one that – this is personally the one that I'm, like, the most excited about, probably, other than the Blazers and the Lakers. Yeah. Just because whatever. But um, It's super interesting. Russell Westbrook versus the Thunder both and Chris teams, Paul versus the Rockets. Right, exactly. It's, like, a classic, like, revenge match on both sides, which I, th- I love that. Um, but – 
Russell Westbrook also isn't going to play in the right. first couple games. So if they go down, if the Rockets go down a couple games, then it could be really hard right. for them to come back. And Harden doesn't do super well in the postseason. So he could get like super overwhelmed and stressed and like not be able to like produce. Right. So, I mean, I can see it going either way. I had the Rockets winning in seven. Um, cause I think it is actually going to be like a good matchup, but, um, yeah, I mean, Westbrook kind of like has to produce for them yeah. to be, for them to be able to win, uh, term. And if he's not going to be super healthy the whole time, then it's going to be tough. Right. But so I can see it going either way, but yeah. What about you? I have the Rockets too, but I've, I don't know. They, they they've struggled a little bit in the bubble, but they also beat the Bucks and the Lakers mm-hmm. and the Mavericks in the bubble. Yeah, I see the Rockets kind of. Was that before Russ got hurt or after? I th- I think it was before. Okay. But I just feel like with their experience too yeah, in the playoffs, definitely. and they should have gone, they should have beat the Warriors a few times to go to the finals. I know it's like not the same team, but I just don't see James Harden struggling in the first round of the playoffs yeah. and. Yeah. Yeah, I know the Thunder have Chris Paul, and they're, they've had an incredible season, but mm-hmm. they're also young. I know it's not, not everyone like Steven Adams and Chris Paul, but, like, Shy is one of their best players, and he's super young, so not a lot of playoff experience. Um, so I, I, I see the Rockets winning in six. I wouldn't be surprised if it even was in five games, but I just yeah. really don't see James Harden like struggling in this first round letting his team lose i don't know though i really do feel like the thunder have okay so the thunder their whole like team vibe is like underdog chip on our shoulder and now even more they want to prove that there's something without russell westbrook uh chris paul is super mad at the rockets right and he hates james harden he hates james harden exactly so he has like such a chip on his shoulders and the whole thing with like youth versus experience the bubble has kind of even that playing field because no one's done it before yeah and no crowd you know and they've had extreme bonding so they've kind of like you know how like when you're in like a when you're in like close contact with someone for a short for like a an amount of time it's like it accelerates that like process of yeah. getting to know each other i feel like every team is like super bonded yeah. in the bubble right so i can see it just i don't know i can just see the playing field being evened right. and i can totally see either team winning but that might be that might not be true i don't know yeah that's true i don't know i mean obviously also i think the rockets are like a little deeper yeah. maybe that's not true but i feel like it when i was like looking at their um like rosters i was like i feel like the rockets have a little more wiggle room even without Westbrook but I feel like their know, core Robert, has been there like and Eric also Gordon, Robert Covington, James Harden. Covington is like randomly good sometimes yeah and yeah Eric Gordon's great Eric Gordon James Harden Russell Westbrook they're all they've all either been to the finals or Western Conference finals so right I just I don't so, know I, I can see but them again, the bubble's different yeah, that's true so you never that's know. true okay so last, last team series. last series um do you want to go yeah, I think this Lakers, this is a series Lakers Blazers. I think this is overhyped for sure. Yes, Damian That's Lillard. Direct shade at me. <laughs> Damian Lillard has like been doing incredible, um, but like it's it's LeBron. So I don't think he's gonna. He wants the sweep, sweep, sweep. He wants the. Sh- I mean that which isn't LeBron gonna happen. Does. Yeah, but he wants as little games as possible in the playoffs because he knows it's hard harder in the Western Conference. Mm-hmm. Um, so he wants as much rest as possible. He's an old boy. Yeah, exactly. And the bla- like, like I watched the last few Trailblazers. 
he Lillard scored 51 points mm-hmm. against the Sixers. They barely won, and the Sixers, basically all their backups were playing. The next game, they barely beat the Nets. Mm-hmm. Like, he's he's doing incredible, but they're barely beating these teams that aren't doing well. Uh, John Morant has played with a broken thumb against the Trailblazers. They barely won. Like, yeah, yeah he's doing incredible, but I don't think that's going to take them far against the Lakers. I have the Lakers... I think Lillard – I think the Lakers are going to go up two games. Lillard's going to go off in game three, and they're going to win game three. But then the Lakers are going to win the next two. I think – I have the Lakers winning in five games. Okay. So <laughs> – <laughs> So, okay. So I really don't want you to think I'm stupid because I have good reasons for this. I understand what you're saying, that Lillard is doing everything, and yeah. they're barely winning. Um, I mean, other uh, CJ McCollum started to do well in the last games. That's and... the thing. I just I feel like so I have the Blazers in seven. Wow. <laughs> okay, so here's my here's my reasoning. The Lakers have been sucking in the bubble. Yeah. Their offense, especially, has been sucking in the bubble. And the if CJ McCollum just like goes off and Lillard continues going off. Like, Carmelo's been doing pretty well. Yeah, he's not that's horrible. True. He's played against LeBron a lot, and too. And he's played against – that's the thing. They're going to be matched up. So yeah. if anyone has a chance of doing well against LeBron, I feel like maybe it's his, like – But you got to remember – I know. Regular so season, better. LeBron I know, I know. does not care. And then they make it to the finals every – he goes to the finals basically every year, even if their team – So you're just like, saying think they about haven't all those... tried in the bubble because they got their spot early? I don't know. I don't th- – I think LeBron has a way of like getting everyone sicko mode better. Yeah. All, like they the, they talk about flipping the switch. Yeah. I mean, who knows with this new team? But also, they're again like. And Anthony just a Davis lot has been inconsistent. Backups. He scores forty, and then he scores five points. Like he's really inconsistent. And LeBron has a lot of good players like in his back pocket, like yeah. Dwight Howard, Kyle Kuzma, J.R. Smith can be good sometimes yeah. and sometimes suck. And John another Rondo. guy like, but J.R. Smith and Dion Waiters, those are two people that could either win them a game or, or lose them a game. game. That's so, what I'm saying. Like, I just feel like lose a game. I don't know about four. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to just say because if it's true, I'm gonna be able to hold it over you That's for like true. the rest of our lives, which will be so beautiful. It's worth a risk. Um, yeah, it's definitely not gonna happen, but it would just be iconic and. Anything can happen in the bubble, babe. That's true. I, mean, I don't I wanna, know. I mean, I, I would know. be surprised, but that. But they're also their center is Javel McGee. Like he that's sucks. True. Yeah. And so, I just feel like um, their their lineup of Lillard is averaging. Seriously, Lillard is averaging thirty seven point six points and nine assists. He's been right playing now. every game, He's the whole game. So LeBron and them yeah. have been resting a lot. I know. That's true. Also, but to your point, the lineup, I think it was like Danny Green, LeBron, JaVale McGee, Anthony Davis, and Caldwell Pope yeah, that's is it. the worst lineup yeah. in the bubble. Yeah. Plus minus. So their their plus minus what I saw it was like negative twenty eight. I have literally no idea what that means, like not even remote <laughs> clue, but it sounds true. But also like they just have people that can come in that are also pretty right. good though. I think it's like a bunch of average people and LeBron. Yeah. But it's greater than the sum of its parts because LeBron is LeBron. But and Kuzma is a guy that also could do well or that's what they were do saying. Awful. That's what I was reading about. Like LeBron kind of actually needs Kuzma to go off off yeah. the bench, like to be able to right. do that. That's like super important, especially right. like long term. They probably weren't even talking about this series because everyone's assuming that Lakers are going to win. Yeah. But 
Um, I don't know. I I just would like to see it happen. That would be I amazing. Think be iconic. I, well, I, I, I'm definitely rooting for the. This is definitely but... the year that like some weird crap can happen yeah. just because everything's weird. But maybe not. But yeah. And this is that's the difference between the Lakers and the Clippers, which I mean, could make mean the Clippers would sweep. But they're so much deeper than the Lakers. Yeah. And the Lakers just don't have the depth. The Clippers, that the Clippers are have. like. The alternate reality version of the Lakers is right, good. Right, exactly. <laughs> and Kawhi is like a younger LeBron yeah. kind of too. So obviously different. But, I mean, they have the similar vibes. So And a similar like passion and drive and mentality. So it'll just be really interesting to see. I'm excited. I'm right. excited to watch that series. Um, that one and the Rocket series are my two yeah. ones. That, what about you? What are you looking forward to the most? I don't, um, Sixers, I mean, I don't even know if I'm looking for the Sixers. I'm more just like, like <laughs> have so much anxiety yeah. about it because I hate the Celtics so much. And I don't want another Example series lost yeah, to them. Right. Um, I mean, I think the Lakers Blazers will be interesting. Thunder Rockets. I I mean, I, I hope the Jimmy Butler TJ Warren thing, like act, they actually fight yeah. or something, but. Oh yeah. They last time they played, they just didn't care. They probably won't. Yeah. Like T.J. Warren won't. Yeah. Care enough. Clippers Mavs might be interesting. Might be I was just awful. Looking at that. I was just, just at watching that. Luca versus Kawhi. That might be cool, but I don't know. It, it'll be interesting. We only have one difference in predictions. I know. So. I mean, I think it's. I think obviously first round is pretty easy, but it'll get more fun and more exciting when once like these like more obvious games are over, and then we start getting into a little more round two. Yeah. But okay, that was really fun. Um, to close out every like podcast episode, we decided to do like a little fun top three. So um, like a different thing each week. So this year or this week, we're doing top three action movies. Benj, do you want to? Right, I'll go here? start with number. Th- do you want to like? Yeah, uh, let's do three, three. Okay, two, two, yeah, I'll start with number three. My number three is probably your top three most hated movies <laughs> ever. <laughs> Spider-Man 1 with no, Tobey Maguire. Okay, I have so many problems with this. <laughs> I got it Ugh. on my ninth birthday, VHS. I watched it on my ninth. It's like, oh, it's I'm such a, a special kid. movie to me. I I'm a 90s kid, kid. by the way, VHS, not Blu-ray. <laughs> and it was. I think that was my first like real superhero movie I watched. So it's like, so it's probably a lot better than I remember. I haven't seen it in like five years, but. Oh yeah, you're right, it sucks. <laughs> it's the it's probably better okay. than every Avengers movie so combined. So many people but. love that movie like deeply, and I just Spider Man two and three aren't anymore. good, but Spider Man three is really bad. Toby Spider Man two, I want to punch him in the face. He's an idiot. He sucks. The cry face when Uncle yeah. Ben dies is pretty bad. <laughs> I do think the new, the next Spider Man that hasn't come out yet mm-hmm. is going to be like the best one. Yeah. Like, I love Tom. Holland. If you haven't watched it yet, watch the most recent Spider Man. You can skip the whole movie and just watch the after credit scene and your mind will be blown. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, I know what you're talking about. That is good. Um, okay, so I didn't actually know that we were including superhero movies in this. So. Action. They're action I know, but they are action-packed, <laughs> but I didn't know that that's what we were talking about because I was thinking that was a separate genre. So take this all with a grain of salt, but I know. I stand by my, I stand by my claims. Okay, so I think mine is, like, if anyone knows me, Everyone would know like, what three I choose. Benj, not yet. Okay, so my number three is Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. Classic. It's the one where he's climbing up the side of a building in Dubai, the Burj Khalifa. So I just think that's, like, the best Mission Impossible movie. I'm obsessed with Tom Cruise, even though he's a psychopath. 
I love Mission Impossible movies more than anything. I love Mission Impossible movies, but I do feel like they just all kind of blend together. Oh yeah, like but if I you like said that. Mission Impossible, whatever, yeah. I like the only thing I remember. <laughs> the dust storm the only one I know, like the only one. Oh yeah, that one is. Yeah. When he climbs up the building in yeah, Dubai. I know. That's why it's, <laughs> it's like iconic. the most recognizable it's thing It's definitely ever. like the most iconic one. And I don't know. I just love the story. But I, I've seen it like literally a thousand times. Yeah. Like I'll watch it anytime. It's such a – that's amazing. So, yeah. What's your second one? It's a, it's an easy safe pick. Okay. And it is – I don't. for some reason you don't like it. <sighs> Even though it's the best movie – one of the best movies, uh, Dark Knight. And an, another oh, superhero movie. Gosh, but It is the, the best worst. villain – in like movie history. Oh yeah. Um, sure. Like every Dark Knight movie is just so good. I feel like this is the no, best one. I know. So. I know it's objectively a good movie. I just don't enjoy watching it because God. It forbid, is depressing. It'd be fun to watch a movie. But the best scene isn't even. Is it? <laughs> where is she? Is the best thing of all time. But in Dark Knight Rises, when it when it uh, when he like fake explodes himself and everyone thinks he dies yeah that's the most <laughs> iconic scene in movie okay history. but that's not the movie and the guy the guy the i saw in the theater next to i didn't know him he started crying when it happened he wasn't even dead but dark knight is the best second best okay. action movie okay i'll give you that whatever um my second favorite um, action movie, which is actually an action movie, not a superhero movie, is called Edge of Tomorrow. It's another Tom awesome. Cruise movie. Or Live, Die, Repeat. Or Live, Die, Repeat. Yeah. They changed the name for some reason. They, I don't know why they did that. It doesn't make any sense. But um, I think right now, if you so search it. So two Tom Cruise movies. Yes. I know. I'm so unique and so quirky. But um, <laughs> it's with Emily Blunt, who's my favorite actress. And I've seen it again. I've seen it like. I've actually seen it like 500 times yeah. and I can watch it anytime. It's so good. It's not like your typical like crappy war movie, like cliche, like it's super, super unique. And I don't know. I just really like it. I love the acting. I think it's really good, even though it's like kind of schlocky or whatever, but yeah, I'm obsessed with, I'm obsessed with Tom Cruise and Emily Blunt. So yeah. it's an easy one for me. All it's right. Number one. one. <laughs> It's it's kind of I mean I don't know what to think about this and I feel like if I if I sat down and thought about it for a really long time I don't know if this is my number uh-huh. one but it's such a good movie. You gotta go. It's iconic, guy. such an incredible like a lineup of actors. Inception. I knew you were gonna say it's it. so yeah, no, Leonardo totally. DiCaprio is just so like iconic yes. and such a good actor and everything every movie's in basically even though I fell asleep in the theater at Revenant, is so good. <laughs> but I think Inception's I think just so good. I the first time we watched Inception, too. I probably did. <laughs> but it's so, it's just so good. Yeah. And I've, I saw it for the first time, like, when we watched it last week. That was the first time I saw it in so long, and yeah. I just forgot about how good it was. It's just so, like, I think the first time I saw it, I wasn't, like, paying attention to it. And I was like, I, I just don't get this. It's so confusing. And then the second time I watched it and, like, actually paid attention... I was like, this is just so incredible. I, I feel like a lot of people try and be like, Inception is so lame and try and be like cool about yeah. it. And like, I absolutely hate that. I think it's such a good movie. And everyone who watches it the first time has like the same reaction, which is like, wow, that was incredible. Right. And like, that's that's what you want in an action movie. That's the action movie genre is one that you can't be like pretentious. You have to just like take right. it for face value and like, but couldn't they the just ride. made the thing drop in the end? <laughs> Just throw me a bone here, um, Chris Nolan. Okay, my favorite action movie of all time is also one of my top three favorite movies of all time. 
maybe my top two. Top Gun? Um, <laughs> yes, another, no. Um, Born Identity. So it's just the best movie of all time. The scene where they're in the car and he says, this is your last chance to get out. So get out movie. now. And she buckles her seatbelt. Like I have chills. I just love, I obviously love Matt Damon. Um, I just think that's the best like romance. It's just so like subtle and good and I just think that's a classic movie too. It like yeah. kind of defines a whole genre of yeah. movie. And I just think I just the love car the color. Scenes. Yeah, and, yeah, I, I was love gonna the say that the color. Scenes. I love like the the dull colors throughout the whole yeah, movie. Yeah, I love and, the soundtrack. Yeah. I love the story. I love how like I love all the flashback. I just love every single second of that movie. Yeah. And I love all of them actually. Like even the new ones with Jeremy Renner, I think are so good. Um, which a lot of people hate them. Yeah, but I, I just I think was like, they're this good. This is so yeah. stupid. It's not Matt Damon. <laughs> I know. No. But it's so good. They're really good. The new one isn't that good. Yeah, but I mean, whatever. And they're both like so old. And it doesn't look girl like she she's Rachel such a bad Lewis. actress. Didn't she die? Doesn't she die in the beginning? Spoiler alert. Oh wait! Oh, I feel oh, like the new one like, with the new one with with um, Matt Damon. Yes, yeah, we're not. I feel talk like about that one. <laughs> they're like <laughs> she's such sucks. a bad. She's being such a bad okay, actress. Julia Let's just Stiles, kill her off. No, I'm saying she was so that. bad in that movie. I feel like they killed her <sighs> off because like she was such a bad actress. Well, and there wasn't that much like substance to her character. Okay, no, we're getting away from the point. The first three original Born Identities, and then the one with Jeremy Renner. Those are all solid. And Almost Born as good as Spider-Man one. And I would just say. We can agree, though. Tobey Maguire is not the worst Spider-Man. Andrew Garfield No, yeah, is. I agree with that. Andrew, Gar- Andrew Garfield is not He's, Spider-Man. Peter Parker isn't a skater, like, cool boy. photographer. Yeah, right. I agree. Okay. Okay, thank you so much for listening. We had so much fun making this podcast, and I hope you guys enjoyed it as well. Um, make sure to give us five stars on iTunes and leave us a positive review if you liked it. Um, my Instagram is at MadelineHistoglis, Benj basically doesn't have an Instagram, so don't even bother. Um, So yeah, we'll be coming to you soon with more of our talk and predictions. Um, Benj wanted to make a quick correction as well. So earlier in the podcast, I said the Orlando Magic's best player was Isaiah Simmons. He's actually a former linebacker for the Clemson Tigers, so that's obviously not who I meant. It's actually uh, Jonathan Isaac, who tore his ACL in the beginning of the uh, bubble. So that's who I meant, not Isaiah Simmons. Okay. Get well soon, Isaac. Um, Yeah, bye.